Welcome to Jurassic Park for 8 Minute. We'll be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we'll be discussing Minute 82, the final minute of Jurassic Park 3. But before we get to that, David, over at Jurassic-pedia.com, I thought it fitting now as we get to the end of the minutes to look at Jurassic Park Adventures, the book series that come after Jurassic Park 3. Again, written by the uh, written by the same writer that adapted the novelisation for the film. Mm-hmm. So he'd done all the work on the film and then went on to write uh, three novels or short stories after the uh, after the film concluded. One or two in here I really want to read. One I'm not too... Uh, don't know about. Uh, book one is called Survivor and uh, sort of chronicles the, the adventures of 13-year-old Eric Kirby as he's uh, lost on the island. The story accounts for Eric's eight weeks adventure uh, being stranded on InGen Site B Island, so mm-hmm. I think that one's one I really want to try and get it, get my hands on and have a bit of a read through because that's probably... Especially when the uh, the cover's got the male and female Lost World Tyrannosaurs on them, and the raptors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to get my hands on that. 116 pages, <laughs> so about the same size or length as the novelization as well, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really cool Photoshop job on the uh, front cover of the of Survivor. Mm. Yep. And then second book in the series is Prey. And this is one that's uh, a little bit head-scratching, but a band of teenagers armed with video cameras and what they think are the rules of the island parachute into Jurassic Park, but their dreams of making a blockbuster dinosaur documentary soon turns into a nightmare because dinosaurs don't play by anyone's rules. Uh, it seems we got uh, we got Grant and Eric uh, returning again. Um, describe thirteen year old Eric here, so I don't know where this takes place. It must take place pretty quickly after the events of Jurassic Park Three. Um, One hundred twenty three pages. I mean, <laughs> this one literally sounds like somebody's fan film. Well, yeah. there are there are fan films. There's even films people have made with action figures of going to the island and and yeah to uh, to document and it not going really well at all. <laughs> um, and again, the cover here is another great Photoshop. You've again got the Lost World Raptors uh, in the clearing there, jungle in the background, Eric and Grant on the uh, cover as well. So 123 pages, a little bit longer than the last one. Interesting, they uh, used the term Jurassic Park, where the previous one says Indian Site B Island. So I don't know if Prey takes place on Nublar or Sauna with that synopsis. Are you telling me there's two islands with dinosaurs here? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, maybe again post Jurassic Park Three and Grant's been uh, public about what happened or something, and more about uh, Nublar's come out. Um, Mm-hmm. We we know now from the new films that uh, animals did survive on Nublar, so I wonder if that's just a um, just the author or whoever done the uh, the blurb putting Jurassic Park in there and not Sauna. But um, mm-hmm. it it'd be an interesting read as well. And the third book in the series called Flyers. Um, Americans are stunned when a trio of Trenodons escape Jurassic Park and tears across the United States. Well, there you go. They're using Jurassic Park instead of Sauna. That pretty much confirms it, because we know the Trenodons come from Sauna. No one wants to see these awesome creatures destroyed, yet their presence is terrorising the country, especially after they nest in one of 
the world's biggest tourist attractions. Can Jurassic Park survivors Dr. Alan Grant and 13-year-old Eric Kirby find a way to lead these winged creatures home? 128 pages, so longer still than the last ones. Um, what's the... Uh, i just got to bring up the photo here. What is the um, world's greatest attraction? Universal Studios. Interesting. Yeah, it was Universal Studios they attacked. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little plug in there, guys. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that would be interesting, just reading that one and seeing if there's any uh, if there's any engine presence, if there's anything like mm-hmm. that. I, I don't think any of these uh, novels are canon in any way, but just... The fact you've got again, as I said before, the writer who adapted the script to uh, to the novelisation here, doing um, doing some work on the others as well. I'd, I'd just love to uh, read these and find out what little tidbits they contain. You don't have any of the books, do you? Uh, no, I don't have any of these. I do have the storybook, but that's it. Mm. Yep. Uh, off to eBay I go. <laughs> so uh, head here, head over to drastic-peter.com. The link to this uh, article is in the uh, run sheet on the uh, on the uh, podcast info there, and uh, check it out. Check out more of what's going on over at drastic-peter.com, or check out drastic-peter uh, discussion group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they're going? I don't know. Maybe just looking for new nesting grounds. It's a whole new world for them. Oklahoma. Alright, David, for the last time, ready to get into minutes 82 of Jurassic Park 3. I am. As we in minute 81 of Jurassic Park 3, Paul, Amanda, Eric and Grant all smiled as they realised they were rescued. As we open on minute 82, the two rescue seahawks continue forward towards the naval ships offshore as Jurassic Park theme continues to play. At the three second mark, we transition to fluffy white clouds and the escaped pteranodons come into frame as they sail through the skies. We continue to follow the large animals through the clouds as they make their escape from Isla Sauna with the Jurassic Park theme playing in the background. At the 25 second mark, we slowly fade to black and the director's credits revealed, Joe Johnson. And this ends Jurassic Park 3. As we get uh, the departing choppers, only for a brief second here, we transition to the fluffy white clouds as the three pteranodons uh, fly up amongst them. And uh, again, Jurassic tune playing here. Uh, Erifan's whimsical. Um, as I mentioned last minute, I don't know if we're supposed to be happy about this because these animals are going to terrorise someone. Uh, at the time, I hopefully, or fans were hoping in another film to come, but uh, now we get that in some uh, marketing material later for Jurassic World. But uh, David, you mentioned last last minute how you like this here. and I do notice how we go from these fluffy white clouds we start to get into some of more greyer, ominous-looking storm clouds. I don't know if that's just the way they how they were shooting shooting the plate for this CG shot, or if there's supposed to be a, a deeper message here. I don't even think they thought of that, that far. <laughs> I think they just <laughs> shot the background plate, and it's like, oh, we got clouds, all right, good job. Mm. Well, and it makes me wonder if this was shot around the same time with the approach to sauna in the area. It's a cloudy day. Get the uh, get yeah, the, it could have been. Yeah, get the um 
the helicopter's already there filming point upwards at the, at the clouds as well and that's when we cut to black um, and at the 31 second mark we get the director's credit for uh, Joe Johnson we mentioned in previous minutes back mainly when the uh, the raptor ambush happens just the work of the animatronics and all that I, I don't blame him for what happened with this film it was a lot of different things that sort of happened all at once or uh, through production to uh, have the issues here um, some of the decisions on uh, certain animals' deaths and all that sort of stuff. You only got to look at the behind the scenes with uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Spielberg saying how they want a new big bad and all that. So much uh, after after uh, rewatching Jurassic uh, Fallen Kingdom and seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff there, I think poor uh, Bayona got um, stuffed in the same box. So just you you direct and do what you want, but we uh, we're going to oversee this and and um, call some shots here because I think both of the directors might have uh, out uh, or not have been overwritten by Spielberg at least <laughs> in, uh, in some of the stuff that happened following that we get the writer's credit at uh, 35 seconds uh, Peter Bunchman and Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor they have gone on to do other stuff as well but uh, this is their last um, last credits for the uh, Jurassic franchise now we get an acknowledgement here to Michael Crichton and his uh, characters. I've always heard it, um, heard it said Crichton, but the spelling of his surname is Crichton, isn't it? It is, but, it, but you're right, it is pronounced Crichton. Yeah. I just realised when I seen the credit, I'm going, that doesn't look right. <laughs> um, and then we get the production credits from Kathleen Kennedy and Larry Franco and exclusive producer... Uh, credit Steven Spielberg, we know you're there on set, and finally director of photography Shelley Johnson. Um, that's Jurassic Park Three. David, we're going to uh, record a special recap episode as well to come out next. But uh, anything briefly you want to discuss on uh, what we've seen so far before we get to that episode? No, yeah, I think we're good. Yep. All right. Um, lastly, looking at the novelisation. Uh, Alan looked up from his hat as the co-pilot handed him a headset. Uh, for you, the co-pilot said. He puts them on and adjusts the microphone, um, and he had to yell over the sound of the chopper. This is Grant, and in through the speakers we can hear Alan. Uh, Are you okay? And it's Ellie. Uh, he says, yeah, Ellie, yes, I'm fine. And he was grinning like a schoolboy. Um, she says, I don't believe you. You, she says, um, you told me a paleontologist had no business being on that island. And Grant says, I know. And that's when Ellie asks, uh, so what were you doing? And Grant just sits back in his seat, allowing the golden sunlight to wash over him. Um, and he simply replies, evolving. As you said, uh, last minute for, uh, in the storybook, we get the, the men in the suit with the phone. But um, he gazes out the window, taking in the uh, prehistoric beauty of the pteranodons. They were flying northward beside the sunrise. It was a new dawn, a new beginning, and Alan Grant didn't look away. He kept watching, even after the fluttering silhouettes dissolved into the shimmering light. And that's the uh, the end. Um, so again, like as you were saying last minute, we get that phone call. We actually get Ellie back for the end of the film as well. Mm-hmm. And lastly, as we end out the script, uh, as Grant climbed up the ladder and onto the uh, helicopter, he yells at the for the chopper, or yells in the chopper to find some sharp to cut the ladder, and that's when Eric offers up his raptor claw, 
Uh, Grant uses it to rip the line. The fibers break and fray, but the Pteranodon keeps coming closer. Paul throws a wrench at the Pteranodon, whacking it straight in the head. It felt good, but damn, it didn't slow it down a little. <laughs> I would have loved to see Paul throw something at it and hit it in the head. Um, would have been a little bit more comedy from um, from William H. Macy there as well, trying to throw something at it. Uh, Grant has cut through the cord and start on the second when the uh, Pteranodon snaps at him, going for his hand. There's nowhere for Grant to cut without the Pteranodon getting him. And that's when he gets an idea. He very deliberately places his hand on the uh, line, pulling away at the last moment, and turning it on itself, uh, bites the line and uh, snaps it. And that's when the uh, animal falls away from the helicopter, uh, catching wind just before it hits the water, and it circles and flies back towards Isil Sauna. As, the horrifying, as horrifying as the creature was a moment ago, it's suddenly beautiful again. Uh, each motion <laughs> of its giant's wings as it's simp- <laughs> is a small sympathy, so... Uh, short short memory spans here. The animal is just trying to eat you, and oh, oh it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like the reverse of the ooh ah. That's how it always starts. Uh, but uh, sitting with his parents, um, or between his parents, Eric looks back at the island in the distance and asks Grant, "What do you think will happen to the dinosaurs?" And he replies. The population will stabilise eventually. They'll adapt to different roles, which, interesting, that's in there, considering what we learn later of uh, the population on Sauna going into chaos and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But um, Paul says, says rather grimly, either that or the government will firebomb it back to the Stone Age, which, again, is that callback to the original film with um, Costa and government coming in and destroying the island. And Amanda says she'd completely support that. So, last little dig from Amanda there at the, uh, at damn the dinosaurs, damn the hell. Eric looks back towards the island and voices that, uh, voices what we fans are thinking or hoping, um, that I'd like to come back one day. And as Grant realises, uh, so does he. And as the script ends, the helicopter flies away across the ocean, leaving the island behind. And leaving the film behind for uh, 14 years, <laughs> we waited. Um, we're going to get into what happened in those 14 years on another, on another episode. But uh, Dave, for the final time, that has been minute 82. Yes, it has. <laughs> Anything else you want to discuss? Uh, no, no, no good. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is Jurassic Minutes. .wordpress.com and you can find The Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? 
No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. You're Jessie. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to Mommy now! It's the, it's the dinosaur there! Okay.